1: What have you said to me recently? Recently. The boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat. rock.
0: rock, rock.
1: All the
0: workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
1: I will defy tyrants.
2: I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. tyrants.
0: And with that, good morning America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boot rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed. To the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. Occupied State of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that I'll warn you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning, and boy, I feel like I am just in slow motion here. I don't, I don't know why. I just feel like everything is... Really slow motion here uh, for whatever reason. But anyway, if you want to check us out online, dot com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face made for radio. In fact, one that hasn't even had a shower this morning because our hot water heater went out. <laughs> Head over to com. And you'll see there are two videos at the top of the page. The right side is the morning show. Just click on that to play it. Uh, Blow it up on whatever device you've got. There's also an icon rumble in the bottom right. Click on that and you can join us in the chat. As well as on the video platforms, you'll see that there is a link to our Discord, which is, I guess you might say, it's a place where you can all congregate in one place if you want to do that. Now, you guys asked for it, so it's there. You can use it if you want to do it. Uh, Drop that link in there. And um, you guys can can join us all in the chat over there, where you can I don't know you can play all kinds of little stuff. You, it's not just a chat; it's all this other little stuff. You know, these little gifts, these little like little movies or whatever. You can put those things up there. They're kind of comical at times, anyway. Uh, and you can conversation you know have conversations with each other. Uh, of course, you can do that <clears throat> on the other platforms too we're on Sons of Liberty Radio live on Rumble, uh dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty Twitch at setting brush fires, also on the top page of beforeitsnews.com and then if you've got a Roku device, we're on Cunning Edge TV over there. By the way, left side of the page, the left video, is Bradley's show from yesterday. He will be live at 3 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern, and uh, so you can pick that up then. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, one email for a, a day, okay? And that just gives you everything that we put out for the day on Sons of Liberty Media.com. Be sure to sign up for that. And also head over to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. Sign up for that email. Again, that one's once a week, Okay. I'll let you know what goes on in the ministry <clears throat> here at the Sons of Liberty. Um, if you want to help us, there's a donate button at the top of the Sun page of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. One-time donation. And then also, if you want to partner with us monthly, that is available too, Becoming a Son or Daughter of Liberty. And our store is obviously available. And this week we're highlighting The Cowards Will Not Preserve the Republic t-shirt. This has uh, the famous message from Elmer Davis. This republic was not established by cowards, and cowards will not preserve it. Um, Some great artwork on the front as well. And you've got this in 10 different colors. Okay, I've showed you guys these uh, yesterday, but this week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get uh, one of these or as many of them as you want for 15% off when you use the promo code PRESERVE. Okay, so the promo code PRESERVE gets you 15% off these shirts, but that's only through Saturday at midnight. So if you want one, you got to do it right then, okay? All right, now this morning is going to be a little different. I think I've done this once, um, but there is there is a video that I think people, m- most people probably in this audience are aware somewhat of this, but I'm always mindful that there are new people um, I'm always mindful that everybody's not on the same uh, place of sanctification. They're not in the same place of knowledge. They're not in the same place of understanding. And so, you know, I want to help everybody in that way that I can. And um, this, is, I, I, this is one of the things that I told Bradley. I said, you know, if, you, if you've ever been in a pastorate, if you've ever had to teach the Word of God week in and week out, Uh, to people, one of the difficulties is sometimes saying the same things, but saying them different, because if you keep saying the same things over and over and over and over the same way, people, it's a natural tendency, people's minds shut that off. And so, um, I'm going to have a video today. It's going to run basically the majority of the show here. Uh, but I think what the lady has to say is very important. I think it's very poignant. And she speaks from a historical experience uh, that took place in her life, and I think it's it's I just think it's a it's a it's a good word that we need to hear today, and uh, something that you can share with your friends too uh, in what we're dealing with and what we're going through right now. Uh, but I want to hit a couple of things here on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com right quick. What happens when an ordinary man travels to Ukraine to see what's really going on? Now I. I I almost was willing to play this video. It's about 15 minutes, okay? But this guy goes, first part, first part of March here, flies in from London to Poland to Ukraine. And he captures video footage. I mean, it's pretty incredible how just normal <laughs> everything seems to go. And so it kind of lends itself to this issue of, okay... What's actually going on? Is anything going on? Are the people of Ukraine even aware of what the news is in the Western world regarding all this? I I don't know, but uh, I, I check this out at sunslibertymedia.com. It's really it's pretty fascinating. And then some of the video he's talking in it as to you know what's taking place there. It's it's pretty incredible. There's no jets. There's no tanks. There's no explosions. There's none of that. So it's like there's a disconnect. From everything that we've been getting in reports, so um, check that out, of Liberty Also, the latest COVID nineteen eighty four propaganda: China locks down millions over Omicron variant. Uh, this is from Suzanne Hamner, uh, and she also had another one yesterday. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla claims fourth booster and yearly mRNA injections needed despite lack of safety or effectiveness. Yeah, this guy, you know, that. I was reading that they kicked Pfizer off the New York Stock Exchange. Uh Uh-huh. They do that when somebody is known to do something that's unethical or they've broken the law. And see, did Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, when we had her on, did she not say they were doing this, that they were breaking the law? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She said that they were breaking the law because they already had treatments for the convids, right? Right. And the only way you get emergency use is if you don't have a treatment. And not only did they have treatments, but they squashed the treatments. They made them illegal for you to have. Boy, one would think, with all these agencies and people involved in that, that there was a conspiracy to not only get people sick, but to leave them sick and die. Hmm. Yep, yep. No, it's not a tenfold hat. It's just a baseball cap, but... All you have to do is open your eyes to see. All these people were in on it. Some of them knowingly, some of them unknowingly, but they were in on it. All right. Also, yesterday I um, played the little video of these thugs out in Idaho, and boy, I like, I like how the people responding out in Idaho uh, for Baby Cyrus. And um, I got an update thanks to Bethany uh, from Ammon Bundy. And uh, Ammon was talking about what had gone on after these agents of the state took this little baby from his mother, who breastfeeds him. Okay, and um, so they haven't been taking care of him. So we did an update. We, these are the videos of you know him being taken and all this other. And then we got a report uh, from Freedom Man where he did an update, and there are some videos there with uh, him and his dad and him and his grandpa. And um, and this is little Cyrus. And he's making points that uh, he's been in custody for two days at St. Luke's without his mother and without being nursed. He's now unresponsive and exceedingly lethargic. Um, he has re- uh, reactions on his cheek, chin, and around his mouth because the hospital is evidently not cleaning his face when he spits up. He's being neglected by the hospital. Now, you recall when these... Uh, agents of the state, these little Nazis that terrorize this mother to to steal her child from her, to kidnap her child from. Her. I'm telling you right now, I, I got I got angry because all of the stuff from the past of us dealing with CPS wells up in me when I see stuff like this. And I was ignorant of a lot of things. CPS comes to your house, dads. You don't play with them. They're trying to kidnap your kids. You send them to meet the maker. I'm just, you say, you're committing violence. No, I'm saying you stop the crime. These people are criminals. They are criminals. They are not out to take care of your children. They don't have your children's best interest at heart at all. But you know what I like? I like that Ammon and his group, and by the way, let me just show you this other one here. Uh, He's got at least four pricks on his hands that you can see. And they say, oh, this was for IVs. This is what they told him. And you can you can hear the report from Ammon. This was yesterday or, I don't know, a little bit more than yesterday, uh, where he's talking about what's going on there with the child. Now, how did all that get set up? Well, he's got this thing, and when we had him on the show, this is what he's talking about, people's rights, people right, peoplesrights.org. And you can sign up. And the whole idea is is that whenever there's an issue that takes place, once you're signed up for it, you know, if you get in trouble or have any of these other kinds of things go on, then you can put out a text, it goes out, uh, the text is supposed to go out into whatever community you're in so people can respond. This would be, I don't know, a, a foundation for a modern day Minuteman. For those of you who don't know what Minutemen are, read your history. You can do a quick search on that and understand it. These are guys who are ready in a minute. To come armed, armed, okay, which is your right to be, to deal with tyrants and tyranny that's going on in the neighborhood. And I've referenced this before uh, when we talked about the guns and the Second Amendment and stuff like that. So check that out um, and lend your support. You know, Ammon says, hey, if you guys, you're asking, do you still need us to come and this, that, and the other, um, he says yes from wherever you are. If you can come, come. Come and stand with them. St. Luke's there in Idaho. And then there's also another place, I think uh, they were going out to the guy, the the cop, who basically told uh, the mother, hey, you need to give me the baby and go on about your merry life. That jerk. They're going out to his house. Good. Good. Yeah, he should fear the people. He's, he's supposed to work for the people. He should fear them when he's acting the, in a tyrannical fashion like that. So, yeah, and uh, he gives you the addresses where you can show up for, for both of those places. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Sons of Liberty media.com Also, cops in America have much more militarized gear. They're sending it to Ukraine. See, it's not a good thing. I'm going to tell you, it's not a good thing that cops have all this military gear and they got this military mindset and all this stuff. This is not a good thing. It's not. Oh, they're here to to protect our freedom, Tim. They're here to defend us. They're here to serve and protect. Uh You keep believing that dream that you're in. That is not what that's for. It's conditioning their minds to be more militaristic. Okay. It's conditioning their minds for that. Also, SonsLibertyMedia.com, catastrophic inflation. I've never seen prices jump this high this fast. You know, I haven't really gone out. I went out the other night to get some carrots for some juice and some apples. um, And I went in, and I was blown away, man. I was like, what in the world is going on in here? At the prices of stuff in the supermarket. It's like crazy Absolutely crazy. And then when I got my carrots, they weren't usually the big bag of carrots. It was this little teeny bag. A teeny tiny bag. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, last one is Washington fighting Russia down to the last Ukrainian? This is the latest from Ron Paul. You know, and the thing I like about Ron Paul is he doesn't change his message due to his audience. He doesn't change his message if you disagree with him or if you're his best buddy. He stays the route, the same message over and over. I can't say that about a lot of, a lot of people who are in politics. And forgive me, my beer butter that I made, I'm getting a scent off of it, and it's kind of taking my breath at times, so that's why I'm, I'm catching myself. It's, I put that in this morning to kind of straighten it out because it was going all over the place. Anyway, uh, with that said, the rest of the show, and I may run over just a couple of minutes um, due to talking about this other, is... Someone who's survived Nazi Germany, Vera Sharab. I think we've had um, played some video clip from her before, but I thought this is really important that people hear what she has to say. And so I'm going to get right to it and uh, let her say what she's going to say. It's, the title is Nazism, COVID-19, the destruction of Modern Medici- uh, and the Destruction of Modern Medicine. Here she is.
1: When medicine veers away from the Hippocratic Oath that promises to respect the individual right, to do no harm to the individual, then you're going to harm the community as well because the community is a bunch of individuals. There are crossroads in life where you have to make choices. And if you don't, someone who will make the choice for you is not going to make it for your best interest. The idea of just following authority without considering what if they're wrong what if it's not in my best interest i wouldn't want to live in under such a regime i know what it's like i know what that is and i don't want i would not do it again
2: thank you so much for allowing me to be here today and for talking with me on camera. It's truly an honor. Vera is the founder of the Alliance for Human Research Protection and the president, and she has moved mountains to protect research subjects, primarily children, those with mental illness, and minorities. Vera's work has resulted in the suspension of government pesticide experiments on children, federal investigations into children in foster care being used as guinea pigs, the suspension of smallpox vaccine on children, the suspension of psychological experiments on young boys aged 6 to 11, most of them of color in New York City, and dozens of other accomplishments that have directly saved lives. The work that you have done is Immeasurable, and the benefit to society is truly eternal. So, we thank you for standing in the gap in fighting for the moral and ethical issues that often go unseen if there weren't people like you fighting on our behalf.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Farah, would you be willing to share some of your experiences as a child and as an adult that led to your value in safeguarding and protecting informed consent and parental rights?
1: I was a small child, three and a half years old when my family was chased out of our home in Romania and we were herded into a concentration camp. My father soon died of typhus and my mother and I were left in a camp that was not a death camp. There were many other kinds of camps essentially, where people were left to starve. But with always the fear of being sent to one of the death camps, that was always in the horizon. I was in the camp for about two years, and at that point they were supposed to essentially liquidate it as they were going to do with all the camps and just annihilate everyone. There was a deal made uh, by which orphan children were allowed to be sent out of the camp if they had someone to sign for them. My mother sent me as an orphan, and I knew I was not exactly an orphan, but this was to save my life. I wound up for about a year going from one family to another and it's it's kind of strange, you know, what a, how a child absorbs these kind of traumas. For many years I didn't really touch it. I it just I didn't allow it to come out in my consciousness because it's so painful. I can't stress how awful it is for a child to be separated from their parents. It's really, really devastating in in the sense of, even though I was not mistreated by anyone along the way, but the the sense of self-worth goes very, very deeply. So... After this year of uh, wandering from one family to the other, it's a long story, I was on my way to my mother's sister in Israel. I had befriended a family on the train to the ships that were to take us from Romania because I was sent back to Romania from the camp. which was, The camp, by the way, was in Ukraine. on the train i met i befriended a family and i got attached to them one of the things that i learned as this wandering child is to choose to select grown-ups that i could trust i did not i was little and i did not trust to be with my peers with other children who were bigger and all that, because I knew I would not do well with them. I needed an adult. I wanted adults. When we got to where the uh, we were supposed to embark on the boat, three boats were to go. And they had lists of who was to go on which boat. I was supposed to go on a boat with the orphan children. The whole boat was going to be with the orphans. But I refused. I refused to be separated from this family that I had become attached to. And this is a very searing memory. There I was, Everyone was already on the one of the three boats, and I was sitting on my little valise, just crying, screaming. I just was not going to go, I no matter what. Of course, in today's milieu, that would have been ADHD, oppositional defiant disorder, and all sorts of things like that. This was one of the most important lessons that I learned that I would say people should think about. And this is a child, you know. By then I was six years old. As we left, and this was from Romania, it was to Istanbul. From there, we then took a train to Israel, which was a very unusual thing at the time. But anyway... During the night, while I was asleep, I was not awake because I got very, I was very seasick, so I could not be much on the boat. It was always to go down and go to sleep. Um, a submarine drowned the boat with all the children.
2: The boat that you were supposed to be on? That I was on. supposed
1: to be on, and I knew it And when they told me, I didn't say anything but I knew that I saved my own life by being a positional defiant disorder. That's that's a lesson that right now is very needed. Adults now are not rebelling against things that are wrong. People are being pushed around, denied normal interaction, and they're just following it like sheep. Hear that? There's something very wrong. Part of what's wrong is the idea of just following authority without considering what if they're wrong? What if it's not in my best interest? Why? This is very dangerous that we have so many people, good people, people who think that they're doing the right thing community-wise. But they might be devastating both the community, the economy, of course, has been destroyed, and their health as well. Just following... Without questioning. As I say, this incident, it just uh, encapsulates, I guess, who I am. Why I have been sounding alarms when I recognize that they're alarming. Um, it's a very, very dangerous thing to do to follow That's what happened in Germany, essentially. All Germans were not evil. But most of them, the vast majority, simply went along. And of course, yes, it was wartime, and we're always being told about war, and now it's a war on on a virus. I mean, that kind of thing should not eliminate basic human rights and basic respect for individuals, It starts, and medicine especially, which is so intertwined, and as it was then, when medicine veers away from the Hippocratic Oath, which is an oath that promises to respect the individual right, to do no harm to the individual if you don't harm the individual, you're not going to harm the community. But if you wipe out the individual's right, their human right, then you're going to harm the community as well, because the community is a a bunch of individuals. It's not some other entity.
2: Yes, it seems that There's been a confusion. People, authority, have tried to make it confusing as to whether what's good for me, if that can possibly be good for the whole, or if I should be looking out for the whole before myself. And that's become such a source of confusion for many people during national crisis.
1: Look, I mean, going back to the sacrifice, you know, the decision that my mother made, I mean, this was a terrible choice that she had to make. And it was to save my life. It was, it had nothing to do with community, but it was a sacrifice that she, you know, as a mother, this is what motherhood is about. Yes, you, you need to sacrifice for your children.
2: And the community can only be as strong as the individuals that make it up. Is that what I hear you saying?
1: Absolutely. Certainly in a moral level. But also on a practical one, um, you—if you deny the human individual the right to think and question, and assess and make decisions based on their own judgment and experience, then you are creating robots.
0: Love the Lord your God with all, you all your first mind. Put
2: together, your passion for informed consent and safeguarding these rights with your experience as a six-year-old girl standing up for yourself?
1: That came later when I did a lot of research. Uh, and because I I did want to know how could it happen? One of the things that I, when I came out of that whole uh, experience, it was Uh, The rest of the world went on. Where were they? Where was everybody? Why didn't anybody stop this? I couldn't understand that. That was my, my moral, you know, judgment. So I did a lot of reading and things, and that's when I realized that one of the worst things that happened, aside from, you know, because the Holocaust is, is divided you know it's mainly focused on Jews because they wanted to annihilate the entire Jewish people so that's that's where that is but really it took time for that plan to be acted out on and the first victims of the Nazi regime were children disabled children they were Taken from their families, they had organized a whole system whereby schools would identify them. Um, at birth, they were identified, and their names would be sent to the central government. And then they rounded up the children, took them away from their parents. They told the parents that they were going to be given special treatment. Of course, that was a lie. They took them and it was doctors, medical doctors, who made the selections They made the selections of which children were going to be used for experiments before they were killed. The experiments included starvation to see how long a child can subsist on practically no nutrition. And they would record all this very methodically. And they tested the cyclone B, which was later used in the uh, gas chambers. So it began with the children. It then got expanded to mentally ill adults. And eventually also the nursing homes, the elderly. The Nazis called them worthless eaters. And I shudder that today, under this COVID 19 pandemic, nursing home residents in the United States, in Europe, were the largest percentage of casualties. This did not happen by chance. Yes. People in nursing homes, the elderly with all kinds of ailments are vulnerable. And everyone was told because of these vulnerable old people, we must shut down society because we have to protect them. That was an absolute lie. Those people were targeted to be, to die. In New York, our governor, And the health commissioner, New York State Health Commissioner, issued an order that older people coming to a hospital should be turned to a nursing home, with or without testing, whether they had COVID or not, and disregarding completely that those nursing homes were completely ill-equipped. They had No protective gear, they had no way to separate. These are not, they're not hospitals, but they're also understaffed, under resourced. I mean, they didn't have masks, they had nothing. So, of course, a very, very high percentage got infected and died. They were not given treatment. This is a crime.
2: So, based on age, Yes, the order was that they should, upon admission to the hospital, be transferred yeah. to a facility.
1: Right. They did not want to treat them in the hospital. Right.
2: And there was no protocols in place to make sure they were receiving the no. care that they needed. No.
1: And, and what happened, is, in fact, is both the elderly and staff, the caregivers, they also have a high percentage who wound up dying because one of the things that really is true with this virus, is it depends how much that you are infected. It's okay. not. At first, we were told, "Oh, the doorknobs and all this sort of thing." That was all nonsense. It's really how much of the virus do you come in contact with? Again, this is an opinion right. here. Right. We've already demonstrated there is, is no virus. well, they were right there without any, without any help, without any protection. So they both got infected and infected others whom they went and cared for because one caregiver would be taking care of a whole lot of them it, it's it's a horror it's the kind of horror that really there should be there should be accountability there should be a, a real investigation how this happened
2: so When you're drawing these parallels Mm -hmm. between what you've seen in history and what you're seeing now, is it offensive to compare Nazism to what's happening in America today?
1: What's offensive is what's happening in America today. That the Nazis were (laughs) savages. We know that's that's the history. Some have gone on trial. Some have been executed. Uh, history has uh, told that story uh, not fully but to a great degree, but here no one is held accountable at all. In fact, Governor Cuomo gave the nursing homes total immunity
0: the one thing missing oh, yeah. justice
1: wow justice that's it's unheard of that this should happen today in 2020, and this is called civilized way of dealing with the public health. Emergency
2: So what I hear you saying is it's not too far of a stretch or a leap. It's not extreme to compare what we're seeing with what we've seen in the past.
1: I think each one needs to evaluate it themselves. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter whether I uh, link it you know Nazism and that's not the point. The point is what was done, what were the policies, what was the rationale? They had a similar rationale, remember. They wanted to get rid of what they called worthless eaters, okay? Their economy was very bad at the time. This was wartime. Everything was going for the war, and civilians didn't have enough uh, to eat as well. I mean, there were shortages and all that. So this was their way of dealing for the folk, for the folk. Forget the individual. What I'm suggesting is that when you eliminate the sanctity of the individual person, You are crossing that line. You're no better.
2: Let's go back in history with Nazism. How were the people convinced to look out for the folk instead of for themselves or their individual loved ones? How did that look in the very beginning?
1: Under the Nazi regime, and the same thing happened under the Soviet regime and under the Chinese regime, you have a dictatorship that is running the uh, society with fear constant fear, and surveillance. They used, at that time, what they could, which today is not comparable at all. Today, one can do everything remotely with, with, with drones and, and with all sorts of technologies. But I do want to say one thing, another um, similar Um, use of technology. Very few people know this, actually. But IBM had a contract with Nazi Germany, and they supplied their punch card technology, which enabled the Nazis to identify and round up European Jewry. That's what surveillance is for. And that's how they were able to actually root out almost every Jew in Europe and send them to camps. That was the IBM contribution to the Holocaust. It People had wondered all along, how could it have been so efficient? Because this was industrialized murder. That's how this is business. This is big business. IBM was they had um, they had plants in different parts of Europe because they were selling their technology just as Bill Gates sells his technology. I mean, this was a business. and in fact, I've read also recently that at in some concentration camps, they actually had the IBM machine with the punch cards to decide which one is to be exterminated under which shift and whatever. Oh, yeah, this was run as a an industrial business.
2: So how did your journey as an activist begin? Protecting informed consent and digging into these issues here in the States.
1: Well, it began really with tragedy, a different tragedy. I My firstborn son developed a mental illness and I had to deal with the mental health system which is a terrible place and this is right here in New York with all the you know top hospitals and all that again the the psychiatric community those who are really ill um uh, they are disqualified by the medical profession uh, so some so for example when uh, someone with a mental illness they really if they claim let's say to be abused or anything that they that no one believes in they're disqualified because they're mentally ill they can't even if it ever got to that kind of thing where they have to testify, let's say in court, they would be disqualified because they're mentally ill. Lack
2: of capacity, and so their yeah. voice is totally so silenced. That's
1: right, that's right, and so in that sense, you have to do for them. You have, you have they need an advocate, and one of the th- tragedies in that whole system is that there was a shift. A business model is has taken over completely, which is. Drug-centered, pharmaceutical drug-centered. And by now it's drug cocktails. It isn't even just one drug. It's lots of drugs. Now, those drugs, every one of them has serious side effects. So that taking the drug for, let's say, depression or whatever, there are trade offs which the person has no way of making because they're not—they're not told, and neither are their parents. Those drugs cause diabetes. Okay, they make people suicidal. Now all those, and the heart um, tremors and and uh, arrhythmias and all that. This is now known. But you see, at the time when the drugs were launched, they didn't admit to any of these adverse effects. It was, these are wonder drugs. This is like penicillin, like the antibiotics. That was a lie. But it was a marketing lie. Because they knew. Well, the companies, while testing them, yes, some of these uh, adverse features showed up. But they didn't... Disclose that So as a result, my son died of the medication that he was prescribed. The point is that the New York State Department of Mental Health, they tried to make the coroner change his cause of death on the death certificate. Well, he wouldn't. But they went that far. They did not, they wanted to hide, to conceal the fact that the drug caused total uh, organ arrest. You know, it killed them. They didn't want that because they have, at the time, they were using that drug as the first line. That was the recommended drug to use.
2: It was a standard of care.
1: And that's what it actually did. That, in other words, the risk surrounding the drug was concealed. And that's how things have been with many drugs, most of the psychiatric drugs. It only came out once they were no longer the exclusive patent The drug. Once it wasn't really uh, making as much money, then slowly things came out. But really, the point is, though, that... Once you realize that this whole medical establishment has been lying, has been a party to a lie, to a very serious lie, and people are dying and it's not even being counted as being as a result of the drug. I realized I have to look further. Uh before this happened actually i because i started to advocate to look for the right treatments and so forth um a someone anonymously sent me an article from the american journal of psychiatry in which it describes uh, a a what happened to 28 veterans at the Bronx VA who were taken off. They were mental patients. They were, they they had schizophrenia, but most of them had been living in the community. So in other words, they were in remission. They took them back to the hospital, took them off all medications that they'd been on, and they gave them L-DOPA, L-Dopa is a drug that's used for Parkinson's, but L-Dopa is known to cause psychosis. Every one of them who had been in remission essentially, had a relapse, a psychotic relapse. And this was a government-sponsored experiment. Now, when I read it, the first thing I said, I said, this isn't possible. This is in the United States. These are veterans. And I sent it to two psychiatrists that I knew. And I said, Am I reading this correctly? It, it, is this what they did? And this was, one of them was a chairman of psychiatry at Long Island, Jewish. Now the hospital has changed. And he said, Yes. And that was, okay, this is deliberately causing patients to have psychotic relapse. I mean, what could be more Nazi-like? Because the mentality is the same. They don't feel that these patients are human beings. They used their ability to exploit them and to exploit the Veterans Administration, hospital, to do this kind of research. So that... That was the first complaint that I filed with the federal oversight agency. They've changed names, but doesn't matter. And this was all done with the approval of the so-called institutional review boards, which are supposed to be the watchdog within an institution before, before research on, on people is done. But it's on paper only that was the first. And then I had a whole series of similar and, you know, experiments that were done many on children as well. But this was during, uh, the nineties and 2000 around that time. Okay. But it's been, things have not gotten better. Okay. They've actually gotten worse because now, um, uh, now mother isn't asked even when she gives birth if they should give our baby a tetanus vaccine, and why are babies given tetanus vaccines? It makes absolutely no sense in a medical way. But if you have contracts and business to worry about, then I guess it makes sense. But these babies are being used.
2: And that's an example of the deviation from the Hippocratic Oath that it's Absolutely. no longer looking at the patient as right. first do no harm, but there's contracts in place that muddle
1: up. Yes, exactly. The and, uh, and especially, it, it begins in the public health arena. Public health is government. And that was what happened in Nazi Germany. All of medicine wound up being public health. Once you have medicine in partnership with government... There is no individual care. There's the Hippocratic Oath goes out the window. And since you have government behind you, the doctor's not responsible for their actions. They're working together with the state. Okay.
0: All right. So I'm going to pause it right there. There's about five minutes more. Uh, We'll carry it on the other side. But, you know, I appreciate uh, Stephanie pointing out, you know, certain things that are going on here. And, you know, it's probably going to shock people. But, you know, I don't believe the official narrative on the quote unquote Holocaust. Um, I, I don't I don't buy the whole thing. But the parallels here of what she's talking about that went on. And what's going on here now. Are. More than identical. In fact, you know, she makes the point. She says at least the people in Germany, there were some people who were punished. A few people, I might add. Nazis largely didn't lose the war. They just got moved. South America. Some people say Antarctica. Obviously, Operation Paperclip here in the United States brought a lot of them here. And a lot of what we have in modern medicine come from these same people. There, the, the, the minds that came behind that. A lot of it came from a lot of the technology that we have. Same mindset from the from the Nazis. So, but the point that I want you to see in all of this is that there's real national socialism. Now, a lot of this is tied theologically too. In the 1800s, you had this introduction of this dispensationalism, which then spun off all these cult groups, you know, these last days madness groups, um, whether it's the Millerites, whether it's the Seven Day Adventists, whether it's the Jehovah's Witness, whether it's, you know, the Mormons came out at that time as well, and others, uh, you know, pushing that kind of eschatology and, and things, uh, which had not been pushed before. and all And all of church history had not been pushed this way. Then you get that into the political realm. See, your theology has political ramifications, coming in with Woodrow Wilson, then with FDR. And they begin to push this idea that somehow the Jewish people are some um, a race of people. They're not. It, this is their ideology. Okay, The Bible is very clear. The true Jew is the one who is circumcised at the heart. It has nothing to do with your pedigree. Okay. The true Israelite is the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. Read the book of Galatians, read Ephesians 2. But they came in and they pushed this stuff, and as a result of it, they start pushing a whole foreign policy with a postage stamp piece of land called Israel and Moving, you, you see how all this develops, and it develops out of these kinds of things. They're getting ready to try to do that again unless we put a stop to it. Catch us on Libertymedia.com for the rest of this. It's only about five or six minutes, and then we'll close out, and we'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Lord Wedding. Adios. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio, and I'm not going to keep you long, but I do want to play the rest of this. is about five minutes or so, and uh, here's the rest of this. I'll make a couple of comments at the end, and then we'll close out
1: that's when medicine becomes weaponized. And what I've described is weaponized medicine. If you dictate what medicine is given to your child and you don't have a say, that invites all kinds of really serious violations of your child. And your role, you know, the children are sometimes taken away from their parents if the parent d- refuses, for example, with psychiatric drugs, ADHD, if you don't agree That's to right give off. your child. They've taken children away. That's called child protective services. Who are they protecting? Certainly not the children. That's right. This is, there are many areas now where there's been a complete incursion into private families, who is to say, where is the evidence that government knows best for what's for your child? There is no such thing. It's only if you give in and you obey, then you become, then you're, Not meeting your responsibility as a child. Um, Really, parents have to be willing to go to battle to protect their children.
2: And that's what we're seeing today, these legislative trends that are infantilizing adult men and women and saying the state knows best for you and for your child. And so we're expected as parents to willingly give up our parental rights and our health care rights and give them to the state and into state mandates.
0: That's already been um, put in place legally, folks. I hate that term legally, question, but that's what, it's
2: unlawful, but it's legal. Together. But how do parents go to bat?
1: They have to organize. They have to organize. It doesn't take the entire population to rise up. It's enough if a certain number does. Now, there, there is more awareness. There is more Combativeness uh, in uh, Europe. In fact, in Germany, Germany has had some very, very large rallies. I mean, I'm talking 50,000 rallies against mandatory vaccination. You don't read about it in the media. Okay, because the media is very much part of the business empire that's ruling that. Vaccines are an empire. And now they really want to do a vaccine globally. Do you know what kind of a market that is? More than 7 billion people for a vaccine. Can you even count the kind of profits no matter what they charge for it? Yes. That's what their goal is. That's the whole allure of this COVID-19 vaccine. It's that market.
2: And we've seen estimates recently that the vaccine industry is currently worth an estimated $60 billion annually. And then we've also seen estimates with the COVID vaccine that it could be worth over $300 billion annually talking- because it's global.
1: Bill Gates said on camera recently, since he invested in seven factories for a vaccine that's not yet developed, so he was asked, "Well, isn't that a lot of waste of money?" And he said, "What's a few billion dollars when we're talking trillions? Yes, that's what it's about. It's trillions.
0: All right, that is from Stanford Hill Freedom. want to give them a shout out uh, you know i i i I just I thought that the information, somebody who's lived it, and yes, there's some mixture of what she read that she didn't experience with what she did experience as a child, Uh, but, but the parallels, this is the thing. This is the parallels that are there. It's deceitful. It's deadly. And who do we know is behind that? The enemy of our soul, isn't it? Isn't it Satan who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Yeah, that's who comes to do that. He's behind all of this. And until the people of God are willing to stand up, number one, and point the spotlight at where the real crimes are taking place and who the criminals are and call for justice on their wicked heads. Look, you people saying, oh, we need to pray for Bill Gates. Oh, we need to pray for Dr. Fauci. All right, pray that God convert them, but that he give a hand so that justice can be brought on them. Look, I don't want any of those guys to ever face the full wrath of God. If you do, you're a twisted person. You know nothing of grace. But the fact of the matter is, should they face the justice of man here for what they've done? Yep, you better believe they should. And the Bible's in accordance with that. Go back and read God's law about what he said should be done to people who are knowingly, they're premeditating to do these kinds of things. To kill people at random. So they can make filthy lucre or so they can can serve their idol of mammon, money. Go read what Jesus has to say. You're either going to love God or you're going to love your money. You're going to hate one and love the other but you can't love both of them. And and this should be something that should open people's eyes. Again, put aside some of the differences of what you question in the Holocaust and things of this nature and look at the parallels of what was going on in the cultures. How they were killing people. And they were and what were, what were the slogans they were using? What were the things that. We know better. It's for your safety, right? Well, no, thank you, government. You're the same knuckleheads who couldn't protect anybody from 9 11 because it was an inside job. You're the same knuckleheads who couldn't protect uh, really the people down there in uh, Garland, Texas that had to, you know, I mean, come on. You were the people who couldn't protect anybody at the Vegas shooting. You're you're the people who couldn't protect anybody at San Bernardino. W- what else are we going to do? What else are we going to pick off? You you couldn't protect anybody at Pearl Harbor, or you didn't. Let me say, you, it's not that you couldn't; you didn't do it. But yet, you want us to trust you. You want us to trust you with our children. Oh, you know we got We got to get the kids vaccinated so they're protected. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, you're saying it's okay to murder, you know, three thousand innocent unborn Americans every day. Which is it? See, your double talk shows your hypocrisy. And it's the kind of hypocrisy that Jesus pronounced woe after woe after woe after woe after woe woe in Matthew 23. And so you want to see why America's in the state that we're in? We're in that because, as this, this lady said, we allow it, we haven't brought any justice. As soon as you start bringing justice, those the bad guys <clears throat> are either going to clean their closet or they're going to go back in it. Same thing, you know, I use that phrase with the sodomites. You're either going to clean your closet or you're going to go back in it. Either way, we're not seeing you out here doing what you're doing. And you won't be doing it. In any case, I hope it's helpful uh, what she had to say, and I hope that you do see the parallels because, as Bradley says, he's been on this for, for quite a while with Nazi Germany and seeing the parallels there between the two. And um, so I hope this kind of helps to reinforce it. If you want to share this with your friends, this is at Libertymedia.com Holocaust survivor warned Americans about blindly supporting COVID tyranny, and uh, sadly, many did not listen, um, so you can check that out there. And uh, Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, Suns LibertyMedia.com. And we'll be back to you tomorrow. It'll be Rotten right into the core of Wednesday. We'll have the Common Core, David Lynn Taylor with us,
1: and we'll talk to you then. See you.